And welcome back to another episode of the Geeks and Terrence. It's your boy Eli here. Team Joe. And we're going to have a quick discussion today because mostly because I have nothing else to talk about. But there were some recent announcements in this week's, uh, in this week where we did find out that, one, there is going to be a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out as a sequel to the last one, which if you haven't seen our review for that, go check that out. Enjoy. It gives a very vicious discussion <laughs> review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, Uncharted's coming out soon, and then that got me wondering has about video game adaptations, because we've talked about anime, we talked about some other stuff, you know, when it comes to adapting such things, but we never talked about video game ad- adaptations, and how, for the most part, they been kind of... I think what, what, how do the how do the how do the Brits say it? shite? I mean, yeah. Uh, oftentimes, uh, video game movies have or just any adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any adaptation of, of video games into a movie setting have have not garnered uh, that much praise. Like it, it seems like video games have yet to reach how comic book movies. Are have reached like sort of like oh these can be good and we know how to make them good now, because you know for a time yeah comic book movies weren't that great because uh, various factors you know whether it's not understanding the character or the lore or just taking you know something and just turning it into a generic action movie, and now we sort of have companies sort of now understanding that you know. We need to understand the character, what they're all about, and you know that, mm-hmm. that's what makes, uh, you know, the movie work. You know, when you have people that care about what who, you know the character. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems like in video, in video games movies have sadly not reached that yet. Yes. Yes. Because we, the the thing is, there are there have been in recent uh, times. I would say in the last five years, decent adaptations. Of video game movies, well, I mean, we still get some pretty bad ones, but I think The um, Witcher and Castlevania are some of the best examples of like adapting more so on the Castlevania side than The Witcher. Because mm-hmm. Witcher, The Witchers are, are books. Yeah, The Witchers were books first, and then they were made into video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, when adapting The Witcher, you can take elements from the books. As well as elements from the games, and I'm not sure how much The Witcher show on Netflix takes from either mm. or, but I mean, like, Henry Cavill, like, became a fan of The Witcher because of the games, mm-hmm. and I think most people who know about The Witcher know about because of the games. Yes. And Castlevania, they're adapting, I think it was Castlevania 3? Yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in that one... There wasn't much of a story, and they got uh, Warren Ellis, who uh, at this moment is still a bit problematic to mention. But, you know, for the most part, when that show came out, it it was kind of insane how good it was. The animation, for me, was a little lacking in some areas, but the, but the story itself was pretty good. It was, like, surprisingly done well. Yeah. And if we're talking about films, I, th- I, I don't know... I mean, some people might say the Mortal Kombat movies have always been kind of like okay, see, like decent in terms of um, their adaptations. Um, but recently, the the talk about the Sonic movie wasn't was another one. It's like, oh, finally a decent video game adaptation. And some might also uh, add Detective Pikachu on that mix. I don't know myself. I haven't seen the movie. I have not seen the movie either. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of weird that like. That movie isn't, like... I guess it's kind of weird when you think about, like... You would think a Pokemon movie of that scale would have garnered, like, like a huge amount of, like, attention from, like, I guess, critics. And maybe might have been, like, the one to, like, break the video game movie being bad curse. hmm But yet, like, there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare afterwards. Like, I know some people say it was good. Uh, but, like... I don't know. It's just like no one made that much of a big deal about it, unlike the Sonic movie, which I don't know if it was because it came out twenty in twenty twenty before shit went south <laughs> or what. But like, I think yeah. also because that one had like like social media ablaze <laughs> because remember the first design of Sonic? Yeah, when they 
because they, they, I remember they had leaked the design, and we were like, please don't let this be the design. Dear God. And then when the trailer came out, it's like, oh, dear God, they're actually doing, oh, Jesus, this looks terrible. Yeah. He doesn't even, he looks like a fucking weird hedgehog monster. And, like, it, it got, like, so much fanfare, like, it caused the movie to well, get no, I wouldn't say fanfare, I would say hate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to say, like, fan uproar, if you will, that, like, the Paramount and, like, you know, all the people involved were like, we gotta delay, we're gonna delay the movie back until, because uh, I think it was gonna come out late, mid-2020, uh, 2019, mm. then it came out in February of 2020, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, and they redesigned Sonic, and it's a better design but at the you know and you know I think that's what people yeah liked about it. It's like mm. they listen to the fans, you know. The fans know what's best, even though sometimes the fans don't know what's best. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know um, and it ultimately led down led to the uh, animation studio, I believe, getting. Uh, oh no, they got they they got shut down. Shut down because you know they wasted so much money having to redesign Sonic. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Monkey's paw scenario there. Yeah, you know and how many people went to go see the movie more than once? Not I. No, I mean I didn't because I feel like at the end of the day, uh, the Sonic movie, we said it's decent, but at the same time, it's like I, the plot is very much generic. Yeah, it's a it's a road trip movie with a uh, freaking Cyclops from X Men and Sonic. You know, mm-hmm. having to learn to be friends and stuff, and Sonic having to learn the power. Granted, the sequel, Sonic 2, does look more interesting. We oh, get, we got Knuckles in there. Yeah, we got Knuckles, we get Tails, we're getting a lot more of probably the Sonic lore, some Emerald shit going on. Like, you know, it's... it's it, and I think the... And I think for Sonic, that one was a movie that worked well because there was at least... And some love in there. I think some love in there. I mean, they made a they made a joke about Sanic. Yeah, yeah. They they, they obviously poke fun at that stuff. I mean, obviously they make the joke of like Sonic likes chili dogs because that's the thing. Uh, you know, they they, they they clear that like the people behind at least the writing kind of know mm-hmm. a bit about Sonic and like understanding. Hey, he's just a you know he runs super fast, makes be jokes that's who sonic is i will say maybe it's because like sonic doesn't have a defined like canon yeah i I mean this is a bit of a tangent because when you and i grow up grew up we were exposed to two different kind of sonic cartoons Mm-hmm. It was either the jokey like American one, and then it was Sonic X that came on on like four kids or whatever i mean yeah i mean even back in the day there was what like Two different versions of Sonic in the eighties, like the like the one that was like very you know cartoonish and stuff, and the other one that actually had a bit of a serious story, right? With mm. uh, Robotnik have, having already conquered the world, and you know Sonic's like a freedom fighter and stuff. You know, like yeah, Sonic has always had like a weird mangling of canon. Oh, even yeah, like, if you go to the Archie comics, it's even weirder. Yeah, yeah, and like even even in the video games, right? So, like the original Sonic trilogy, you know. That's its own thing, and then we have, of course, the adventure series, and then that splits off into some various stuff with heroes, and I don't even know where. Well, actually, I think I do remember where Sonic uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog lands in the canon. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just us like guessing, but I think that's kind of like one thing that made it so so accessible. Was like, yeah, I mean, just a take on Sonic. Really, it's what it is. Yeah, like, there, yeah, I think that's probably the. That that is probably the nice thing about Sonic is that Sonic does it has lore and canon and stuff, but generally like it's very malleable. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be changed and altered in various ways. Because I have no idea how the hell uh, Sonic 06 factors into the timeline, or friggin' uh, Sonic mm-hmm. and the Black Knight, uh, the, the werewolf one. Yeah, Unleashed. Where the hell? Is Sonic gonna get his werewolf form in Sonic Two? I say probably not. That does not make sense. All I can say is that I hope that they're probably, and I know they're gonna do this because like the timing of writing and stuff, they will try. Oh, they will probably like insert the uh, Ukandan Knuckles meme somehow. I see. On the one hand, I understand, but on the other hand, I feel like there's there's gonna be some people this that might say uh, that is a. Uh, offensive joke to Ugandans 
Especially when we have Idris Elba voicing Knuckles. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, would, would it just be a random just, do you know the way? Like, what, is, does that count as a reference? If it's just a random line he says to some, like, if Knuckles just says, do you know the way? Like, is, does no, that no, count as a reference? No, or not. does he have to say it in the specific voice? You know what I think is going to happen? The thing that's going to happen is that uh, Sonic's going to run and Knuckles is going to be like, why are you running? Yeah, but does he have to say it in a Ugandan voice? Or does he just it, needs to say the line. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's not technically Ugandan Knuckles because that's like a that's a thing from a Ugandan movie. But the point is, mm. does he have to say it in the voice? I feel like it has to be in the voice if it's a reference. I'm just... They can get away with it if it's not the voice, but most people are going to be like, it should have been in the voice. I'm just going to say it right now. And that that's 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 the... Uh, <laughs> that's the linchpin in the scenario. Does it count as a ref? I feel like most people would be like, it doesn't count. You should you should have said it in a, in a Ugandan voice. It doesn't count. That's mm-hmm. not a reference. That okay, doesn't count. Sure. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you, but like going back in the topic, I think I think the problem with a, a lot of uh, video game adaptations though is um, the source material in of itself is just a very strange um, thing that can only work in video games because like the. Video games offer the the idea of choice most of the time. Interactivity. Yes. Interactivity and choice, yes. Mm-hmm. There's there like when you play the game, you're playing the character, you're doing what you think the character would do in some in some cases in the game. Uh-huh. And every playthrough that you have with a char- with a game is different than how you would go in the last one. Uh-huh. If you decide to do A and B, maybe this one you decide to do B and A or such and such. I think that and I think that's one of the things that makes it really hard for someone to adapt a video game because you're taking away that immersive experience because you're the one playing it. Like, they will never, and I don't know how, I don't know if this will be dated, they will never do a game, uh, they will never adapt, adapt Legend of Zelda. Because Link, for the most part, isn't a character. The old uh, Legend of Zelda cartoon disagrees. Yeah, and look how that turned out. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. I mean, listen. Would I hate? Is that like a very bad adaptation of Link? Yeah, probably. Would I find? Is it still funny to me that they that uh, that if there was a hypothetical Legend of Zelda like cartoon or movie or whatever that they just randomly throw the line in and I would laugh at it? Yes, absolutely. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, but like my, my point stands is because like um because. Uh, uh, Link is himself is a silent protagonist. Um, he doesn't say much. All he says is the hut, hut, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And most that's really because it's like it's your interpretation of the character. It's what it's what you feel is this character's relationship with everybody else. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, Le- Legend of Zelda is hard. I do remember that there was like a test animation mm-hmm. by the people who uh, who did the animation for uh, the TMNT movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the animated one. Yeah. That they actually did, like, a test animation for a Legend of Zelda cartoon, I think. And it did look good. Uh, granted, the designs were a little uh, funky. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it, it was a very similar art style to the TMNT movie. And yeah. if you've seen, like, the people in that movie... Like, They're really just, weird looking. Yeah, they are a little weird looking, so, yeah. But besides that, like... I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, you could, in theory, make a Legend of Zelda movie, like, work. But, like, why, though? I Yeah, that is sort of the big, like, like why would you do that mm. kind of thing. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, we are getting a Mario movie this year. Oh, shit, it does come out this year. At the end of the year, yeah. With Mario, voiced by Chris Pratt. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, all the memes surrounding that, even though Charles uh, uh, Monet, no. The, the voice actor for... The, vo- for... the original voice actor of Mario is in the movie doing voices for characters. We don't know who. I assume it's Waluigi, because if you don't have Waluigi in this movie, then quite frankly, you failed in a Mario movie adaptation. Uh, Do they have Wario? They didn't say. I, I mean... You know, Wario should be there, and it should be voiced by Danny DeVito. Why? It's a me, Wario. 
I, I'm not gonna lie, that would actually make total sense. Yeah, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, most people wanted Mario to be voiced if they needed as a celebrity voice actor to be voiced by Danny DeVito. I mean, they did the same thing with fucking Pikachu. Yeah, they did. I mean, they just want Danny DeVito to voice like, lots of characters because you know it's funny to hear Danny DeVito's voice and things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're getting a Mario movie. It's animated and. Nintendo is directly involved with uh, Illumination Studios, so... Man, everything just went up really high until you mentioned Illumination Studios. Yeah, and that's sort of the biggest, like, monkey's paw of all, right? It's like, you mean to tell me Nintendo is working directly with a movie studio to actually make an animated Mario movie? That sounds amazing. Who's, Who's the studio, Illuminations? I do not like this decision. <laughs> it could have been anyone else. Probably not Disney, because you know Disney and Nintendo would be fighting for, like... Like, Disney would try to be, like, slipping in, like, oh, we technically own oh, uh, you now. It's like, no, 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 no. You you can't do that. The spirit of Satoru Iwata, you know, protects us from your, your evil ways, Disney. You cannot touch us. You know? It, it's, a, you know it's, a, it's a struggle there, you know? It's, it's, and I, I think, like, so we play video games a lot. Yes. I'm not denying that. Yes. There is an amazing stories that are in video games. Like, in, look at something like The Last of Us, mm-hmm. which is getting a live action, like, HBO, I think HBO Max adaptation? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a TV series, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think that can work for a story like that because because uh, I think like the thing is is that like sometimes there's, there's always like this common thing of like people being like why don't we just take the cutscenes just adapt the cutscenes and turn that into a movie and then it's like yeah but you see all those YouTube videos of of, of people putting all the cutscenes together and calling it a movie and it's like four hour four or five six hours long of cutscenes or you do a uh, Ratchet and Clank yeah, where you just take... The... And we saw that movie. Yeah, we did see that movie. And it was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. But they took the movie and used the movie for cutscenes for the game that came out afterwards. Which, I mean, to, it made sense because the, the Ratchet & Clank movie was a uh, adaptation of the first Ratchet & Clank game. And I believe this game was like a remake. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, yeah, it's worked. We, we saved money this way. We saved money this we way. We saved a lot of unnecessary money. Yeah, and, uh, man, yeah, it's just, it's just very odd, Mm -hmm. uh, when you do that, and I think that works for, like, something like The Last of Us, which is a super long story in, Mm -hmm. in game, uh, so you can properly flesh out all what you need to do for, for a story like that, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's also something, too, because oftentimes game, like, can take, Usually, like... It's part of the immersive experience. Yeah, like, you can take, like, 10 hours to complete a single game, an average, like, game or whatever. Some even longer, if they're, like, RPGs, like, freaking any... Take any Final Fantasy, Persona, Skyrim, any of those RPG games, and try to boil down the story into a two and a half hour, like stretch it can't work i mean there's a reason why like the persona games get like animes to to condense their stories and even then like it's kind of hit and miss because i know persona 4 the animation was Mm -hmm. good but persona 5 anime was like eh yeah they're they're both i mean like i've never played persona the thing about Persona, though, I'll say this: it's like it's you doing the whole like student activity and stuff, yeah, and you becoming a more immersive within like the world and the and relationship between the the adults and the kids and whatever. Yeah. You don't really get that in the show. You get a more streamlined story. Yeah, but I still feel like, from what I least from what I've heard, people like the Persona Four anime, mm-hmm. but they don't like the Persona Five anime that much, or like it's like okay, yeah. Yeah, because like the personal five games, they don't have much to do about anything. Yeah, I mean, I get in terms it. of character, because like the like you were telling me how it was weird how they did that one scene from the game, but like it just didn't like make sense, or it just didn't land. I mean, 
Right, the, the scene, uh, you know, I think in Persona Five, because there is a, like with the maid thing, and like she's asking you your age and stuff, and you have like dialogue choices that you can pick, and you know, it's like there's obviously like the the reasonable choice, and then there's like an obvious dumb choice that you would that doesn't work, mm-hmm. and they do that in the show, and I mean it's funny for a little bit, but I can understand why like it it probably doesn't land as well, mm-hmm. because it's sort of like. You know, if if you if you're gonna make the story and have like serious moments, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna sometimes like using the dumb line doesn't work in that scenario, right? I mean, also the the animation wasn't as good as the the the, the game was. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did. I think I did hear that too. Yeah, but like, like, there's things about in games that like it's totally about your experience with it. Um, Skyrim is probably like you could like you could make a Skyrim show uh, or an Elder Scrolls show, but like majority of that is your choice and like you said um a while back like final fantasy if you made that into a mo- into a show or a movie i mean they they did but there's like a difference i mean final fantasy spirits within is very loosely a final fantasy game a final fantasy movie i mean sure it has a sid mm-hmm. that's about it <laughs> i mean there's also advent children i mean yeah but i feel like those types of like Final Fantasy movies are clearly more of like lore expanding. Mm-hmm. Like they're not adaptating, they're not adapting the game. The game they're just expanding on the lore. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to watch Advent Children to understand. Like watching Advent Children isn't going to make you understand the plot of Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have no idea what Advent Children get uh, the experience that Advent Children gives you if you watch it, other than like. Uh, cool. The, the the best iteration of Sephiroth's theme. That's about it. That's about it. I mean, other cool stuff though too. I and mean, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in that movie. But regardless, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think that's one the thing that makes a, a video game adaptation kind of hard is that you can't just take the story and just put it onto um, a screen or a TV because like it's all about you know one's experience with the medium. It's a, it's a medium designed for video game, and, like, changing the medium involves changing whatever it, it has. It's it's the same conversation we had about, like, whenever they adapt, like, cartoons into into movies, comics into movies, or animes into movies, or anything of the like. It's, like, like whenever you do this, you're changing the medium. You have to understand that the, once you change the medium, you have to change a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, because especially... In something that, yeah, in, in, especially in something this interactive and in this sort of like immersive mm. medium as video games, uh, you know, because it's, I don't know, I find it weird because like there's often talks of like making video games more like movies, mm-hmm. right? And it's sort of just like, then why do we need to make them into movies? Yeah, then why do we need to make video game movies mm-hmm. if we want to, if, if video games are slowly. And more like taking various cinematic styles and stuff and turning it and adding them into the video games. I mean, like, there's never going to be a Red Dead movie because Red Dead is already like a Western movie in of itself because mm-hmm. of the way the story is told. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes a lot of tropes from Westerns and puts it in a video game. Heck, are you talking about like Red Dead Redemption 2? There's a moment where you go to the this like plantation house and it's you and your squad. And there's a moment where like they're all like, in like a in like, in, like a lineup, mm-hmm. walking down, and like the way like it's shot, I'm like, holy shit, this looks like something out of like Magnificent Seven, like some some Western film. Like if you just shot that, like it just it's perfectly balanced. Like I can't find the words to say, but like look it up. It's like the, the scene where they go into the Braithwaite Manor, and just them walking down, like you know, just a Tilt of the of the camera angle because it's a third person game. That looks like something you would see in a film. Uh-huh. That's like perfectly compositioned and everything. Uh-huh. It's it's it it struck me. I was like, oh my god, this is this one scene is amazing for for me in my 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 eyes. But but also like heck, God of War, the recent God of War that was that came uh-huh. out a while back. That is basically a one shot movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, and I know that people have like. At least long-time God of War fans have, have, have had, like, at least mixed re- reactions to that game because they were just like, oh, I don't like it. It's too cinematic. I, I, you know, I like how the old God of War games are. 
And, you know, that's kind of the, the weird, uh, like, that's such an interesting, like, complaint that people can have about video games now. It's like, it's too cinematic. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that's, yeah, because that is weird. Because video games are interactive experiences that you have control over. But once you start, like, adding a ton of that, like, I guess, cinematic flair to it, and, like, I, I think that's why something like The Order 66 or whatever, yeah. 1866 or whatever it was called, like, that PS4 exclusive game that was, like, super cinematic, was, like, so, like, very, like... Uh, Not well-received? Yeah, like, it was very sort of, like, mixed reception because it was a super straight linear story, and it was like, I don't like this, I, I wish I could explore the world more, why am I, like, in, like railroad into this experience i mean I've, I've heard similar things like one like i mean one of my favorite games is the source wrath mm-hmm. you know this yes it's basically like an interactive anime mm-hmm. and it is the most fucking awesome thing i've ever seen in my life listen when you're like a, when you're just a regular sized dude punching the finger of a god who's like the size who's at least twice the size of the planet earth and he's just poking you and you're that little dot or tiny little molecule, and you destroyed that big giant god. You're like, holy shit, that's awesome. And I think in 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 in, in that aspect, I think the reason why, like, yeah, like Asura's Wrath is sort of like an on rails kind of game mm. with a lot of quick time events, but it's still you still feel like you do all that stuff. Yeah, there's like a lot of like quick time events, mashing buttons, but at the end of the day, you're like, I did that. I did that. I, I I pressed all. I pressed B so many goddamn times, and I did that. The, like I could feel the the, the rage, the and the rage and the power. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, and that's I think what makes the source draft kind of work, mm-hmm. even if like it, it has, is it is pretty linear. It is pretty linear because it's like you feel like mm-hmm. you are Asura. You're doing all this stuff. Heck, Final Fantasy Thirteen was always um, criticized for being basically like a hallway simulator mm-hmm. because it was just a straightforward thing. And well, I mean, I come around to thirteen. I'm not I, like it's still like my one of my least favorite ones. Yes, but I've come around with it. But if you look at something like Final Fantasy X, which doesn't have much of an exploration thing to do either way, it's almost the same thing. But I feel like the difference between that is that you're at least allowed to like look around and talk to people and like learn about the world. Yeah, and obviously fifteen. Super open world, but at the same time, a lot of people's problems with that game, at least in terms of the story, is towards the later half, it gets super linear. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to explore the open world anymore, and you're sort of just stuck on a, like a one-track path to the end of the game. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, that sort of highlights, essentially, you know, that big sort of thing when it comes to video game movies is that yeah you when, once you lose that immersion experience of mm. telling that story through an immersion immersive way you have to find some other way of like getting the audience built in to that and if you, and i think the best way of doing that is probably with characters that you like have like some great characters cuz i think cuz castlevania uh the, the show mm-hmm. i think does that really well cuz i think cuz the game that it's based off of doesn't didn't have that much of a story and Castlevania games have always been sort of, you know, free form, you know, you get you know, it started it, it, its own it, genre, the yeah. Metrovanias, you know, where you're just like exploring an entire area and when you're blocked by certain places, you need to go backtracking, get mm. certain items to continue moving forward. And you know, their way of jumping around that and you know, the lack of a story was Let's write a story. Let's write characters that people can like and take various moments from the game or or whatever and actually make them cool and interesting and yeah. make people care about it. Yeah, and, like I know a lot of people whose like only exposure to Castlevania was the TV show, and I'm pretty sure if you if you explored any of the games, it's like this isn't looking like the show because <laughs> even the show excludes certain characters. And is and and the games are no are, are not nearly as violent or bloody as uh, the show makes it out to be. Which I'm like, it's which when you think about it, Castlevania would be a very bloody, 
bloody and violent show. Yeah, because it's fighting vampires and demons and stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you, there would be a lot of blood and gore, but because those games were made on the NES, mm-hmm. they didn't have the force power for that. They did not have the, 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 the graphical technology, and also Nintendo probably wouldn't let them do it. No. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't let them do it. No. If you, were, if you were a different publisher, maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. But hey, even now, I'm surprised we you know, haven't mentioned this, but you and I are big Halo fans. And there is the long-awaited Halo TV series coming out on Paramount Plus, which isn't our first in first into uh, Halo into live action at all. Yeah, because if we if you recall, there was the uh, Halo uh, Landfall yeah. short film, I think made by Neil Blomkamp, right? Yeah, which was originally going to be the uh, like the, the pitch to a Halo movie directed by him, right? Him or Peter Jackson? Or well, Peter I, think, Jackson. I think it was Peter Jackson. Then it was him because he couldn't. He didn't have to yeah, 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 yeah. And that sort of ultimately fell apart. And then we had uh, the Halo uh, Nightfall, like mini series that was on Halo Waypoint, and it sort of explored the origins of Agent Locke, who who's a big character in Halo Five. Uh, and that was, I I don't know. As a Halo fan, I I, I am always very uh, forgiving when it comes to Halo media and stuff, mm-hmm. like. Like, you know, Halo Legends, I love it. I love all the shorts, even the dumb ones, like Odd One Out. That's, like, one of my favorites, even if it's dumb, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just straight up Dragon Ball plus Halo. I, I don't know how it works. Without the beams. Without, the without you know, Kamehameha's, but I don't know how they did it, but it's fun to watch. Um, the duel was awesome. The duel was awesome. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, Nightfall, I remember it being very, like, eh, like it's not terrible. Wasn't it directed by Ridley Scott? It was direct. It was I think either directed or produced by Ridley Scott, which was like the we- which is I think what made it like so like underwhelming. Yeah. Like like you were like all right, directed or produced by Ridley Scott, Halo TV show on Halo Waypoint. This is going to be cool. And then it's like just a bunch of uh, marines and stuff stuck on a planet while uh, hunter worms are chasing them and it's mm-hmm. like I mean, okay, I guess. This is fine, I guess. This seems something like Ridley Scott would be into. <laughs> I guess. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I was Halo Forward Onto Dawn. Which was pretty good. Yeah, I, re- I remember liking it. Because originally it was uh, it was on Machinima. It was like a four or five part miniseries. Yeah. But it was ba- basically meant to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, granted it had the production. It had a what's-her-name-from-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the-the
or at the end. Yeah. And you have to deal with... Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Lasky's a fine character, and he, you know, like, if you're into the Halo lore, you'll, you'll like, have a good time with it. But I think some... That was, like, I think a weird thing that 343 was trying to do with uh, the Halo stuff was, like, using, like, the expanded media to, like... Uh, they still kind of do that. I mean, yeah, they still kind of do that, where they use the expanded media to explain backstories for characters and such. Or just, like, you know set up things for other stuff or whatever uh, but i mean i don't know war on zone i i it was it was uh nice and now we are getting the halo tv show uh which has been in like development hell good lord that was a hell like they announced this back when the xbox one was getting announced mm-hmm. and it was like produced by steven spielberg we're gonna work this out. Or I think they originally wanted to to be like watched on like the Xbox. Like it would be like, I don't know, like you would like watch it on Xbox Live or whatever. And then they I think they talked about moving it to like I think back in like 2015 2016 they were like we're gonna have it on Showtime. And it's like okay, that sounds interesting. And then it was like. Oh yeah, that fell through. <laughs> yeah, that fell through, and you just hear nothing about this show. But then you start hearing like that they're still working on it, and I guess there was like rumors that it was it was going to be more focused on uh, Miranda Keys mm-hmm. uh, and her relationship with her father, and like Captain, which is Captain Keys, who was like the who was a major character in the first game, but then like they uh, made him black, which is like wait, but he's white in the game, like. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but the brain, my lore brain, how does that work? <laughs> it, blind, lore, blind casting, Johnny, that's how it works. I, I know, but still, it was like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> wait, is the Master Chief using gonna, is he even going to be in this show? Is this just going to be like set in the Halo universe? Like, no one knew what the hell was going on with this show. Uh, and now we know that it's coming out on Paramount Plus, and yeah, the Chief is involved. I do not know if they still have... Captain Keys being black, and which would, I mean again that I don't have an issue with that. It's just in my brain, in my lore. I'm in my lore, Halo lore brain. I'm just like, how does that work? Wait, hold on. Is this, is this technically, is this just a reboot? I don't. I, is this out of continuity? Is is, is is this canon? Is this not canon? I need to know. <laughs> my the my Halo nerd in me needs to know if I have to treat this as canon or not. Because mm-hmm. at least with the odd one out. From Halo Legends, it is clear as day that's not canon. So it's like, okay, I can enjoy this, turn my brain off. I don't have to learn, you know, the implications of Spartan 1337 or any of the stuff that happens in that short. It doesn't matter. But then it's like uh, it's like another short in Halo Legends with or- Origins, like part two, where mm-hmm. Cortana's like, and the humans and Covenant join forces to stop the flood. And I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. That's not how that went in the game. It was... <laughs> the elites split off from the covenant after the covenant backstabbed them with the human and now the elites and humans fought the flood because the covenant still wanted to fire the halo rings cortana is this part of rampancy are you forgetting how stuff works this is where we just leave the halo I, behind i just need to okay okay all right all right, all right. you good yeah you got that out of your system it's still a question that needs to be answered and i think I, I just need to know. Uh, three four three needs an explanation. There's probably some. It's probably there somewhere. I I just don't understand why why they did that. Okay. I think that I think they went a little too longer than I thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's uh. It's again. I, I am a Halo nerd. I bought books. I read books. You not know? all the books. Not all the books, because eventually I was like, I don't like reading books, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if they're about stuff I like. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just like. No, wait, no, no, no. Like, because, I mean, I'm the guy that buys Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2. I think most Halo fans don't buy those games, but mm-hmm. I buy them because it's like, ooh, Halo. <laughs> it has the name Halo on it. Although I didn't buy uh, the Spartan uh, Assault games or whatever they're okay. called. Okay, <laughs> okay, we're good. But point is, new Halo show coming out. Mm-hmm. Has looks it definitely has a budget. Mm-hmm. Will it be good? And w- can I at least pirate this? Because I do not feel like paying for Paramount Plus. Unless you sponsor us. Unless I, I listen, 
Like I, I, we, I have Disney Plus. We have HBO Max. I, you know, I don't need another streaming service in my life. Netflix, Hulu, just why? Couldn't you just put it on Halo Waypoint like with Nightfall? Fair enough. But yeah, it's... But, but, but then even then, okay. So to tie it back into like adapting like video game movies, mm-hmm. like uh, video games in general, you just spewed a whole lot of lore. Mm-hmm. How is that going to work within within something to be adapted? That's the thing. It's like you either ignore it or you somehow embrace it, but you have to really toe the line because. Sonic, the Sonic movie, kind of more or less ignores the previous Sonic lore. I mean, he's raised by a weird talking owl, which I'm pretty sure that's never happened in any Sonic game. <laughs> that that was news to me the moment that showed the fuck up. And you can clearly tell the owl was from, an, like, the... Like, they didn't change the design of the owl to, like, fit with Sonic's new design. Like, that clearly... If that was, like, the old Sonic design, like, it would, make, it would look more visually... Mm-hmm cohesive but because they didn't change that owl lore design they just didn't do that uh or like you i guess like assassin's creed i think definitely leans into its lore but like Mm -hmm. god that's a weird movie i remember watching we went we went to watch that movie and i think we both came out being like that was weird that was a weird movie because like yeah, because Assassin's Creed, if you don't know, basically the premise is you go, you have a machine called the Animus, Animus mm-hmm. that allows you to go into your genetic past, genetic memories of your ancestors and live their lives, which is cool in concept and probably, you know, that's probably not an actual thing, but goddamn, that's cool. It's a cool concept. And, you know, it's a whole, there's this whole plot of the Assassins and the Templars, the Assassins fighting for freedom, the, the Templars fighting for order. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a cla- it's a two organizations that have been fighting for since the beginning of human civilization, I think. Yeah. And you know, the whole thing is Michael Fassbender. He's an assassin, you know, and they ha- they use him to they put him in the Animus, which in the movie is a weird crane arm thing mm-hmm. because like I get the reason why it's not like a chair or a machine because it's not uh it's not appealing to look at. Of just a guy sitting in a chair while he's like in his, uh, you know. okay, bullshit. Because the Animus <laughs> 2.0 was like right fucking there. Yeah, and also, and they just said that this Animus version, the little crane thing, was an obsolete version. Then why the fuck do you have Animus 2.0, which is a far <laughs> superior version? And let's not forget, like the Animus is basically the Matrix anyway. Like in the game, in, in the game, in the game, it's basically the Matrix because. You're not rail because you know Assassin's Creed games are usually open world, and you're not railroad into like you can do whatever you want. And granted, the game will be like, "Hey, you can't be killing too many civilians because that's not what your ancestor did," and it'll reset you to a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's still like a matrix. So you even get the matrix things going down, except it's white instead of green. Yeah, so I don't understand. Yeah, that is a thing. Like I don't understand why they couldn't have just been like, "We can just make it the matrix. Just hook them up into the back like that, and then boom." You know, like, I don't know, maybe it was because they didn't feel like wasting Because it'd be so much cinematically pleasing, even though this fucking machine can't do a fucking leap of faith, which is like the most iconic thing from the fucking game. I was so upset when they did that. (laughs) Yeah, all right. You opened a fresh, an old wound. An old wound. And we gotta open up your beer wounds. You gotta, in my turn, open my wounds. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. In that movie, I think, definitely leans into the lore. At least tries to, and it... Well, it implies that Fassbender's character is a descendant of Arno, uh, which is a character from one of the later games. Unity. Uh, yeah. Sanskrit, the main character of Sanskrit Unity. Yes. Which, it's just like, that's interesting. Uh, that's uh, that's weird. And then there's then like one of the scientists ladies like, oh, but you're you're an assassin as well. I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's like, all right, first of all, you're not an assassin because of blood right bloodlines because if you know the lore of the game, you can just become an assassin. It's a it's an order, mm-hmm. like much like the Templar order. You know, you can join and align yourself with the assassins or the Templars. Mm-hmm. And I know that like later games have like blurred the line because, uh, I guess that's more it's more dramatic. Yeah, some leave for the other side or some join the others. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go that deep into it. But it's, 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 I mean, you either in it with blood or you just, you can just get out. No, we're not, you're not obligated. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, I think when it comes to like trying to, cause I think that, that movie definitely relied a bit too much on the lore and, uh, was hoping that the audience knew what Assassin's Creed was, even though this movie had nothing to do with any of the previous games besides, I guess the one Arno link, but uh yeah it's like still a weird movie yeah like because i think i originally when i remember hearing the movies like oh are we gonna adapt Desmond's story and it's like no it's gonna be a completely different character uh within the same universe and it's like okay i think this could work because then we can get a new story out of this yeah but the story they gave us not that great not that great not that great. i didn't like it yeah i didn't like that much but but even then like like that's just i guess that's like the bad example of how one can go about it yeah, I mean, we just mentioned, you know, Four Ounce Dawn, which I feel like is the better version of what they tried to do for that one. But even then, it's just like, there's so much like... And, and now you're, I guess if, you, if, if you're listening, like, this is why we mean, like, if you think about adaptation, even though they're getting better, it's still a hard thing to do. And there isn't, like... Because I think with uh, the superhero movies, mm-hmm. like, there's a clear, like, point where you can tell... Oh, we've we've made it. Like we made it. We like with super like comic book movies and stuff. Like there's a clear like distinct. I think there's a clear distinction of of when comic book movies have gotten have gotten the formula down, have gotten good. Whether it's The Dark Knight or Iron Man, or if you if you want to go further back, Spider Man. You want to go for a bit forward, The Avengers. Yeah, like you know, there's various clear examples. Of, like we got it. This is how it works. We nailed it. We na- we've nailed it. But with video game movies... We, we, we hit the bullseye. Yeah. With video game movies, it's still like... We're, it's it's a progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. Because I know some people were like, yeah, that Mortal Kombat movie was great. And I'm like, uh, was it though? <laughs> I know for some people it was. I know for me it was... N- no. No. Listen, I didn't come here to watch a fan OC uh, be the main character and, you know, steal the spotlight from other characters. All right. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> just going to point that out. Mm-hmm. Did not like that writing decision. It felt way too fanficky for me. I'm a descendant of Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> that bothered the fuck out of you. Yeah. I'm just like, why? What is. Why? This is so... Oh, just because Ed Boon wants uh, a Scorpion Sub-Zero fight where Scorpion always wins. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Scorpion's the the popular one, the more popular. But it's just like, come on, man. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> it is very ridiculous. But anyways, um, like, just, just to go back, even then, like, I think we're slowly getting our, like... It, to, to compare it to comic books like our blades, our X Men, our Spider Man's, uh, Superman, um, Chris, obviously Christopher Nolan, what's his name, Christopher Reeves, Superman, mm-hmm. um, Tim Burton's Batman. I think we're slowly getting those kind of movies right now, with like Sonic, Castlevania, and like Witcher to an extent if you want to say that, but there's still like a progress to be made, and also understanding that maybe some games are just kind of meant to be just that games. Like, man, we've tried at least how many? How many attempts with the Street Fighter? I mean, two movies, right? The the Street Fighter in the nineties, which uh, it's. I mean, it's, is it's, is it bad? It, yes, but are there like fun fun elements to it? Is it fun it? to watch? Yes, it's very fun to watch. Yeah, am I still upset that for whatever re- that I that they made Guile the main character, even though it's clearly meant not reuse the main character? Or yes, do I understand why they did it? Yeah, I know why they did it. Because like an American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's he's a blonde American, and uh, even though he's played by John John Claude Van Damme, but. Uh, they couldn't have a Japanese man be the main character. No siree. No siree. <laughs> no siree. Unless it was made in Japan. And then they made the Legend of Chung Li movie, which was bad I and I, not fun to watch. I don't remember <laughs> anything from that movie. All Michael the- Claude Duncan was Balrog, and that's probably the only good thing about that movie. That was a good decision. 
Yes, M. Bison was just a guy in a tuxedo. And they mentioned Ryu at the end. <laughs> yeah, where she's like, we hear about this talented fighter in Japan right now. You know, his name is Ryu or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they wanted this to be like the start of like a, a Street Fighter franchise. And it's like, nope. And then there's a cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. <laughs> Listen, there's some fun meme moments in that, but that's that's also a bad bad adaptation. Bad adaptation. Not great. Guy just screaming, no, like a, like a child. And, and Bison being just classic meme, like, yes, yes. And I mean, there's, there was like, I know there's like... Uh, other shows and other attempts too. Yeah, but like they were a always, web show. Yeah. I think I do know there is like a web show. And I mean... I heard that was good? Yeah. And it's like... But at the same time, it's like... Do I want to watch that? Yeah. Do I want to watch that? That's the question. I heard they made a reference to Dan. And that's about it. That's about it. All I know. It's like the same with the, with the web show for uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, which if you re- I remember that like, I remember how that started. It was because of like that trailer. Yeah, that was like a like a gritty like realistic take of the of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, which I remember like oh that's so cool, and then it's like it's a web show, and you and you, I think you and you start to like look at it, and it's like well that's not nearly as cool as the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Sonya Blade and uh, Jax were police officers instead of a part of special forces. Yeah, it was weird. It was fun. Baraka was this scientist who, like, a surgeon or whatever, who like s- attached like metal surgeon tools to his arms. Which, like, what? Yeah, was, he also sharpened. No, no, no. That was that was um, reptile. He sharpened his teeth. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a cannibal. Yeah. Like what was what is going? Like looking back, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, looking back. It was super edgy, like, like, straight up, like, hardcore edge of, like, yeah, this is realistic. This isn't that, like, the stupid MK bullshit of fantasy stuff. This is real world stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, but that part was fun, though. Yeah, like, ninjas and, like, uh, monsters from other dimensions. Oh, no, wait, but it's still fantasy because Hanzo is, like... A ghost or something? Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. like when he turns his he turns around, he's got all the the big white eyes. Yeah. He's a revenant. I don't what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like you told me the only one you seen was the rated one where he might be a crazy old man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just a crazy old man or whatever. And then with the powers of Raiden, he turns into you know Raiden or whatever. It just it's really weird. It was weird. Weird, weird take. Weird take. But anyways, uh, it's just like, it, we're. Well, I think we're getting there at some point. It's just, it's not impossible. I think as as I think right now it's we're in that that sort of trial and test period with it. We're like we know that we can do it and it's possible. We just need to find like either the right kind of properties and like the right kind of method to do some of these uh, things. Because half the times, you know, sometimes just watching the cinematics is fun, too. Because I know there's some people, some more casuals who like that. Like, remember when IGN released the whole, like, cutscene for MK11? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, I don't play MK11 as much. Mm. And that's about it. And, you know, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because a lot of people, I think, when have said about like when he's picking the right property, of like, hey, why don't we just go with stuff that is cinematic in nature of video games? Like, I mean, they are making an Uncharted movie, but at the same time, looking at that movie, I'm just kind of like, eh, with it. Like, don't get me wrong, Tom Holland, I like him. Mark Wahlberg is is a fine actor, but like. I think I remember when I first saw the trailer, like, you know what I did, did, I think I remember telling you what I did when I first saw the trailer for the Uncharted movie. What did you say? I went back and watched that old fan film of Uncharted with Nathan Fillion as, uh, Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what was the, and the other guy being Sully, uh, he was the bad guy in Avatar. You remember him? 
Oh, the old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. old guy. Yeah, that guy was Sully. And I and I won't lie, watching that short film, I'm just like, I get way more like Uncharted feels from this short film than the movie. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just because like the movie is like doing a young Indiana Jones take with it where like it's a young Nathan Drake learning how to become Nathan Drake you know yeah where I'm just like I mean yeah I guess I'm fine with that but like I don't know like I get the reason like in in an ideal world the Uncharted movie would have come out a long time ago and would have had Nathan Fillion being Nathan Drake but for whatever reason it took him Far too long, because I think, what, the first Uncharted game came out in 2007? And we're getting an Uncharted movie, like, 10-plus years after the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, at least friggin', like, what, Uncharted 4 came out, like, in, what, 2016? Yeah. Like, and there hasn't been a new Uncharted game in a while, unless you want to count, like, uh, the Lost Legacy DLC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's also just something like I feel like I notice sometimes when it comes to like video game adaptations, is that they take properties that are popular, but they're not popular as popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, don't get me wrong, Halo TV show, I'm into it, but imagine the craziness. Of a Halo TV show in 2000... Or a Halo movie in 2007 or 2008. At the peak of Halo popularity. Mm -hmm. Like after Halo 3's launch. Yeah. That would have made a lot of money. Even if it was bad. And it probably would have been bad. You know, like... It would have made a lot of money. But now Mm -hmm. you have a TV show on a streaming service. And granted, Halo Infinite is out. And it is popular. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm glad for that. I'm not sure if that will translate into people watching the show. That is true. I mean, I think it's like Halo 1 popular right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have seen like, uh, I think uh, 343 released that there have been 22 million players that have played Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that means active or yeah. or just people who have played and then like stopped. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I think Halo Infinite is still popular obviously uh but yeah i don't know i I think that's something i also mentioned granted it probably is not a big deal for something like the mario movie because mario is just a big ubiquitous at this point and you could release a mario movie at any time but obviously you know illuminations track record track record i mean i know like despicable me is a solid movie but for the most part, I think the main issues with Illumination has always been they seem to be very safe and very lazy. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to have, like, any sort of innovative style nope. to them. Like, the Lorax, I know that was popular and people liked it. I personally was like... I hate everything about this. Yeah, I just don't like it, you know? Like, it's... It, it's... <laughs> Like when the lore, the main message of the Lorax is like a very sort of anti-commercial, like pro-environment story, and then you have, God, I remember like all these ads for the Lorax, and I'm just like, Doctor Seuss is rolling in his grave right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, the saving grace of that movie is, of course, Danny, Danny DeVito as the, the Lorax. Lorax. That's the only saving grace, you know. And obviously that, I don't know, that movie just not, I did not like, care for it. I know you didn't. I know. We've, we've had this conversation multiple times. And I just don't like the look of a lot of other movies either. Like, I'd, I'm sure, like, Secret Life of Pets and, God, I, I don't like the look of Sing. Like, I sure, I'm sure they're fine movies, but I swear to God, that freaking koala and his smile, I just, it just looks un- unnerving to me, man. <laughs> I don't know why. And now I, I picture Mario with that same smile, and I'm just like. With Chris Pat's voice. Chris Pat's voice. I'm just like. Where is this movie going? <laughs> what is this eldritch horror? I mean, Charlie Day as Luigi, that's pretty perfect casting, I guess. But, like, I don't... Seth Rogen as fucking Donkey Kong? Like, is Donkey Kong just gonna have a fucking... Blunt in his hand? A bun in his hand, and just, like, smoking's like, ho, ho, ho. Hey, Mario. <laughs> wanna, 
No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a blunt. It's a banana. <laughs> it's a banana. He's got it in his mouth like it was a blunt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, Mario, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, but no, um, it's 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 a weird thing to talk. It's weird to, to go with, and uh, I think I, this conversation is, is is starting to get really a circular. So I think it's a better place to end it. But I guess uh, the thing I gotta say, though, is that there's still one of these days we'll get a good one. Um, if you're not into the whole uh, adapting uh, video games outside of like the the art they're intended to, that's fine. Um, I'm more of like, hey man, if they can pull it off, they can pull it off. Go for it. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a good one and a fantastic one. I mean, like, Last of Us was a re- highly regarded story. And maybe the show will be good too. I don't know about Last of Us too. I don't, I actually don't even know anything about Last of Us. I never played the game. Yeah, never I had an interest in it. But I heard it's a really good story and that's great. Hope they get that in, in TV format as well. But it's all like a wait and see kind of process, really. Um, but I, I like to stay in the hopeful side. Maybe one day we'll get a, a really good uh, video game adaptation. Maybe the Halo TV show will be good. We'll see. But anyways, guys, if you enjoy what you listen to, you can follow us on in, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Geeks and Turians. We are most active on our Instagram at the Geeks and Turians. And there's a link tree to all of our sites that we are officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that good stuff. A link to the YouTube for all you audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. So if you want to know how uh, we're doing, that's a good place to go to. We would love some support there. We know we're getting support audio-wise, but we got we would love to see support on the YouTube side. And you can also support us through Patreon. We have we just really just have it there, so you can just support us any form of way. Because uh, there's stuff that we would like to do, and then that's probably the best way to, to support us. And yeah. Alright guys, this has uh, been our video game talk. It's been me, your boy Eli. You mean Joe. So you guys have a good one. Peace.